0: Well, man, uh, uh, my job. And I just want to tell you that, and this thing amazing, and I just want to tell you, it. and it's, just, it's like, uh, blah, blah, blah. and it's just, it's just like, oh my and I'm just saying, hello, how are you? And I guess, really, I don't really want to say, I don't really, really want to say, like, no, really, 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 like yeah, yeah. yeah, and I'm Hello. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, I had a thing in my throat. Welcome friends. Welcome to Happy Sad Talk Thing where uh one man sort of uh, you know, explores uh thoughts and feelings with uh people he finds interesting. That's that's the log line for the show. A uh, variety free form conversation podcast. Um centered around compelling individuals, uh usually creatives, usually music makers and uh shakers and such. So, uh, this week we have my incredible friend, Adam Barnett, um, who is a delightful and strange human being, uh, and I say that as a person who also thinks that they are strange, and uh, Adam is strange in the good ways. Um, Yeah, Adam is a composer and uh, an artist, a music maker. Um, He's a multifaceted mind um you'll hear you'll hear about his art and stuff that he talks about um but yeah we went to music school together um he still goes to that music school i graduated um he's the grade below me he is not failing music school if that's what you thought um you're so quick to judge by the way like i just wanted to talk to you about that like you're always making these like really snap judgments of people like when i say like oh he's still at music school The first thing you thought was, wow, he's a failure. So, I I mean, I feel like this is a problem for you. So, dear listener, please reflect on your own snap judgments and uh, fucking leave my friend alone, okay? Thanks. Uh, No, this was a really cool episode. Adam uh, has had a very uh Interesting life man um, he's had a wild he's had a wild ride um, and he shares uh, some like troublesome stories of his childhood and uh, some r- super real stuff that uh, was really really fascinating to hear about and really cool to hear about his kind of perspective uh, growing up in the south and and uh, kind of living on the countryside and then and then moving to the inner city and kind of seeing that side of things and um, all the while making music and, uh, you know, all the family things along the way. And uh, anyways, it was, it was a super rad, honest conversation filled with uh, levity and insight. And so I'm excited to share with you guys. Uh, sorry I haven't been putting out podcasts. I've been a little bit depressed. And I was in therapy, uh, today. And my therapist was like, um, man, yeah, depression is a disease that te- tries to convince you that isolation is the cure for loneliness. Um, he actually said that about alcohol, but he related it to depression, um, cause he's an AA. So he speaks that language. And a lot of the times it is translatable. So, um, yeah, man, you know, you, you just, I was just like sleeping too much and, uh, not really, um, putting, not really reaching out to my friends and just, yeah, you know, just kind of withdrawing into the little hole that you do. Um, and whenever I'm there, I'm like, this is all I've ever felt and this is all I will ever feel. Uh, but it's not true. You know, (laughs) I have, I have nice people in my life that, uh, I've hung out with in the last couple of days and, and my spirits are high. Um, yeah, and so I feel like the trick now is to trust the processes that I have uh, found success in, you know, and in times of discomfort to lean on them rather than like double down on my indulgences, which I tend to do and order lots of bread watch lots of TV um TV and bread are not necessarily bad things but I don't know when I get sads and I feel uh wow that really diminishes depression when you say it I get sads (laughs) when I get sadsies I get really sadsies (laughs) ah depression is serious um yeah everybody's talking about everybody's talking about it you guys (laughs) Ah, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to talk about. Um, and so sometimes I feel like it's easy to talk about talking about depression, <laughs> and sometimes it's hard to talk about depression itself because it's embarrassing, man. It's not sexy. It's 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 usually quiet and uh, lonely. You know, it's not this like epic like staring out the window at the raging sea like, damn it, Margaret. <laughs> I don't know why I think that is what people think what depression is, but I mean it's usually just like you know a long kind of droning, lonely, quiet, s- subtly crushing weight, you know, um, and a kind of boil the frog thing, um, where if you, my friend told me about this boil the frog thing, uh, where like supposedly. If you put a frog in a pot of water and, and heat it up one degree at a time, the frog will actually not notice that it's in hot water if it's gradual, and you can actually boil a frog to death. How did I learn this? I killed a bunch of fucking frogs, yeah! But no, depression sneaks up on you, you don't realize that you're boiling. Um, but also, you know, these feelings are impersonal and impermanent. Um, that's all the news I have for you now. The Nova Darlings are putting out music all the time these days, uh, sharing stuff from our upcoming record. Uh, go check out the video for our most recent single, I Like Crashing My Car, into yours, uh, on YouTube. Um, yeah. And without further ado, I bring you the episode that this part doesn't rhyme. God damn it. Adam. His name is Adam, okay? And he's a human being. So everyone shut up. And listen to my friend and me. I love you. Goodbye.
1: Happy Sad Talking. Happy Sad Talking. Happy Sad Talking. Happy Sad Talking. I don't know anything. I'm just happy and so.
2: Are we are we live? We're live. This is live. We're live streaming. Okay, fa- so first idea, can you edit the opening so that it has, like, echo at any point? Can you just put echo on your, like, you know, on my voice so I sound like yeah a dungeon master yeah in D&D? Do you want it the whole time? No.
0: <laughs> just this introduction? Just this introduction. Do you want to introduce yourself, and I'll put that some reverb
2: on there? Yeah, sure. Uh, my name's Adam. So... You know, <laughs> <laughs> incredible. Um, thanks for I, being here, man. Yeah, cool. How's your day going? Cool and good. It's going cool and good. Oh, nice. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Dude. incredible. No, um, just dealing with the daily like battle of like lots of things to do, anxiety. You know what I mean? Suppressing yeah. Suppressing that, just staying focused. You know, Ooh. what's just that? All that kind of so stuff.
0: what's the what's the Adam Barnett day like?
2: Um, when are you getting up? Getting up at, uh, well, 5 p.m. And then I go to bed at 6 p.m. So I have one hour with which to accomplish all my tasks. And, uh, boy, in that hour, man, I, it's crazy. <laughs> there's a montage. There's like, there's, like, you know, heavy metal music playing, <laughs> guns and roses. And then I go to bed. And You're I doing sleep. push-ups and doing the dishes. And just, just doing push-ups. Typing. While doing the dishes, while eating. Yeah. Well, no. My typical day right now. How's your levels, by the way? How are your levels? Like your. your Oh yeah, this is good. Everything's good. Yeah, this is good. Okay, cool. You know, but like, um, yeah, I don't know. I wake up at like nine to ten a.m. Yeah, and then I go to my housemate uh, Brad's room and watch him feed a snake, a live animal, usually Mm -hmm. a mouse, and then I compose a piece about it, and. And then I, I don't know, I send emails. So
0: What kind of emails?
2: Just hate mail. <laughs> just. So let me get that straight. You wake up, <laughs> you watch your
0: roommate feed a snake. Yeah, he has a you feed a snake. And then you send hate mail?
2: Yeah, it's called Ramon. That's um, cool. And he feeds a snake. And then I just send hate mail to people. Mm. Just people, just in general. Yeah. You know? What are
0: you anxious about?
2: Anxious. All right, let's get into it. I don't. I really don't want to talk about that. Hey, let's get that. real, I can't, man. I, I, I can't we don't have I, to talk about that. I can't that. believe he asked me that, and could, I was just sitting let's, here.
0: Let's talk about anything else. No, no. <laughs> nice shorts. I like your shorts. Thank
2: you, dude. Um, you described yourself this. Is this as, live, by the way? This is not live. <laughs> oh, shit. You could edit all this out. Yeah. Oh, well.
0: Yeah. It's not live. We're just recording.
2: All right, well. Um, Do you want to
0: go live? We could go live.
2: I mean, like, what does that mean? Just like people just like...
0: I get I mean, I guess we could like start a Facebook live video or something, but I don't really no, want to do really that don't want to do yeah that. I just I, let's just sit here and talk and then
2: yeah, so what I'm anxious about, well, I've always had anxiety, you know, since yeah. I was a kid, and that's like or it's like morphed into depression, you know what I mean, and well, it's
0: morphed into depression,
2: no, it morphed out of depression, so I've oh. Had, Cause I had a very hard childhood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, um like, you know, all right, let's get into it. Let's <laughs> You're from you're from Texas. Yeah, I'm from Texas. What you part know? of Texas? North Texas, you know what I mean? Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, I know
0: the word north and I know the word Texas.
2: All right. But if you put them together, that means a northern part of Texas where I happen to be from.
0: Like, I understand conceptually what that means, but I don't actually know the geography of Texas. To know, like,
2: oh, you're talking about? Arlingtonville. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Is that a real town? No, it's it's called Arlington. That's where Post Malone is from. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. So, me and Post we would hang out discuss rap music you know together. anxiety rap anxiety rap um, shorts face tattoos ball shorts for the people at home listening to this probably a cup of joe in your hand maybe 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 a thing of tea who knows i look like a 6th uh, grade basketball player who's been uh, on down on his luck <laughs> right now <laughs> definitely down on his luck i can't i mean coach is just not put me in the game and i don't know why <laughs>
0: I like this self description. What do I look like? Do your worst.
2: Um another sixth grade <laughs> like the guy in the art class, you know, like the like Miss Finicky's art class or something that just sits back, you know, and just throws papers at <laughs> like you don't know shit. <laughs> you know <laughs> like Yeah. You don't know about art. Returned
0: Adam and I, were t- we were talking for a while before I realized that we stopped recording. Yeah, um, um, and you were telling me about your life. You grew up in this idyllic sort of North
2: Texas town. Yeah, uh, well, it was in the country, and I had goats. I had horses. Yeah, horse eye, as they're called. Um, horse eye, plural. plural. Yeah, yeah, that's just a rookie mistake. A lot of horse makers, hor- horse makers make. And uh,
0: then, can we talk about horse makers for a second?
2: Yeah, it's just the
0: thing is. <laughs> they're always making horses and then those they screw, guys. Up, they screw up their grammar it's yeah. like it's this is your industry horse makers
2: <laughs> thank you sorry please continue shout out shout out to any horse maker out there who was offended i apologize um so yeah and it was it was sunshine and rainbows and you know shit like that and then at a certain point my dad uh you know and i was also, like, super creative during this time. Like, you know, playing with sticks, making mud houses. I had a pile of dirt. It was yeah. great. What age is this? This is, like, one through six. Mm-hmm. And then after that, my dad was an alcoholic, and he, like, got more alcoholic. Yeah. And continually. And the way about, you know, the problems, like, problems tend to lead to more problems, you know? Yeah. It's something, like, we all kind of know. But it just kind of spiraled out of control. And that was uh, honestly pretty fucking terrible so then do you remember a time when it wasn't that way or yeah yeah when i was like 4 or 5 mm-hmm. i would see things like he would like leave a roach or something in like a in like a drink bottle you know mm-hmm. and uh he'd be like you know oh that's just like a that's just like a bug and he'd lie to me you know what i mean and like i knew that that was like something was wrong about that, but I didn't know at the time.
0: Wait, what's the thing? What's a roach in a,
2: well, like, yeah, you just, I don't know if you're trying to like, you extinguish it. Like you, you put it in like, Oh, a, a roach, <coughs> uh, dooby. doobie. Okay. Hell I thought
0: yeah, there was a cockroach. <laughs> I thought your dad was putting
2: cockroaches oh, nice. into his. Yeah, no, but so I, um, experienced that. And it was a lot of really hard times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, not uh, great times, but times were had. Um, yeah. So was he like messed up around the house and stuff? Yeah, oh yeah, he'd be drunk. I have memories of him being drunk, and for a long time, I couldn't drink alcohol. I just couldn't because I was yeah. like, I'm never gonna do that because I was just so scared of becoming like anything like him. But uh, similar
0: uh, thing in my family
2: with uh, mm-hmm. alcoholism and the fear of alcohol. So I yeah, can totally feel you. I mean, it's like alcohol is good, but it's I don't know it's when you
0: see know. like the damage that it can wreak yeah. on the people that you love the most yeah and it's it can be really shaking
2: yeah and it it um really like that was a pretty bad experience but it was also I mean I don't really believe in bad or good experiences really we're just like moving forward you know what I mean yeah. you're either moving forward or you're moving backwards you know mm-hmm. and sometimes you have to move backwards to move forward you're not where none of us are even really moving. You know what I mean? We're just sitting here talking on a podcast. Every one of us is on this podcast. Right everyone. Now. I can't everyone. believe I got everyone. <laughs> Group in. Everybody, come on. You know, <laughs> no, but. And then. Um, is your brother older or younger? He's older. He's like friggin' 30 or some shit like that. At this know. time? Yeah, at this time. Okay. He's like 35. Okay. So. <laughs> I mean, at the time of the story, when you're six. Oh, no. At the time of the story, I was, he was like. 18 or something okay cool so there are just a lot of like details i could go like on and on about li- what it's like to live in a the country you know but when dad left things started getting less idyllic i don't well, however you say that word and then more like um oppressed you know what i mean like just like no money like at one point my mom had 20 dollars. you know what i mean a- yeah. available to spend and right. she was just like Ah, uh, well, looks like we're not eating for a few, you know what I mean? And, like, yeah, that experience on a kid um, is very hard. So, that's what originally drew me to books and learning and art. Because you can, like, no matter how bad it gets, you can always make art, no matter how bad it gets. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even if you, like, lose a leg, you know what I mean? You can still... um you know do something i don't know you know um but like if you lose both legs and your arms then that then it gets a little harder um but (laughs) and you know at a certain point you can't make art obviously but like but like when you're still breathing you can so i would you know i read the lord of the rings i would get immersed in all this like epic literature you know yeah and did your dad just up and leave one day or was yeah it it was literally just like over christmas
0: (laughs) And we over just, christmas
2: yeah. and we just moved in <laughs> we had all these boxes everywhere i remember writing about this in my essay to get in here and i'm sure the guys were like jesus christ <laughs> 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 i feel sorry for this guy let's just let him in like you know yeah i'm sure you have zero talent and zero but, qualifications yeah. to be at uh, no but school but like yeah i just like it was there was boxes there were boxes everywhere and um you know it's just like the the old place and now the country home had had a few holes in it, like in the roof, and ra- wa- water would drip in from the ceiling. <laughs> and like, we didn't have like a refrigerator, refrigerator, if it's it, as it's called in uh, my part of town. Refrigerator, refrigerator, yeah, or fridge, <laughs> or fridge, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just however short you can make the word, <laughs> fridge, fridge. Um, but like, um, so I didn't have my freaking fridge, and uh, you know. All this all these like basic things yeah and it was kind of like just it's like like just breaking you down you know what i mean yeah and then we started rebuilding at a certain point but we had to move to kind of the inner city at another point and your dad is no longer in the and yeah anymore. he he's i haven't talked to him in years mm. i may mean, one day i mean i don't blame him for anything yeah like how could you blame anybody for like anything really you know which sucks because like when you can't blame anything on anybody then what do you fucking talk about <laughs> Yeah, you know. Yeah, or sometimes it turns inwards. Yeah, you know? you know, and then you blame yourself. But like, that's something I've had to realize recently. Is like we're all just doing the best we can. You know. Yeah.
0: Has has have you always felt this way about your dad? About like
2: not not feeling like you can blame him or anyone? Like no. Yeah, I definitely didn't um, like him at first. You know, it's just like this guy's an asshole. But I never, for one, there's two ways. If you have an abusive parent. You can either just like do that or you can just be like, hey, cool stuff. I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? Like, right. You know, like like your life is uh, really messed up and I'm just not, you know, thank you for teaching me how not to do things. Right. You know, yeah. rather than like. The counter example. But I had to go through a lot of de- severe depression to get to that point. Like yeah. Severe, you know, to the point where you're just like Googling like, you know, What's the easiest way to kill yourself? You know what I mean? Because right. you're just like, yeah, all right. I'm, I'm going out. I don't. I'm not going out in style. All right. I'm going out <laughs> in a, <laughs> like. I'm going out. <laughs>
0: That's <the> fucking hilarious. <laughs>
2: I know, so If anybody's listening to this, I'm sorry. Don't I'm you know? I'm going out.
0: I'm not going out in style. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm going out in a bed. The path, of, a comic, least the path of least resistance. <laughs> just like everything else. All right. Look, I'm putting Judge Judy on. <laughs> like, but, like, I was just... I was at that point, you know, because I went to the inner city then and we kind of lived in a ghetto area, you know. I was the only white mm-hmm. kid and, like... And um, that was another experience and I've really, truly gotten, like... the. How old are you at this time? I was, like, probably 10 or 11, you know. Mm-hmm. But, like... um. I've got the... uh, Now I have, like, the the hick, kind of, like, white trash experience, you know? Right. Under my belt. And also seeing what it's like living in, you know, basically, like, not, like, to the level it is here, but kind of the ghetto, like the, you know, the the other side of that coin, you know? And it's Mm -hmm. really...
0: Like an urban sort of... Yeah, an urban environment.
2: And it's the same shit, you know what I mean? Like... How do you mean? People are just dealing with the same problems. Like, you know, just... The thing about the white side of that, the white side of that is that you can blame things on another party, you know, or right. black people. Yeah. Then that's what they, you know, like the KKK, when we lived in that, that shitty place in the country would come out and like, you know, they'd have rallies. Really? Yeah. But what? I I never heard them. But like the, my mom was like, just, hey, heads up. The KKK are having, you know, they have rallies in the back in like somewhere in this forest, you know? Whoa. And I was just like, all right word you know (laughs) like yeah 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 I always knew though that I've seen and heard a lot of racist things like Mm -hmm. like you wouldn't even probably I mean most of the kids oh my god you know like you wouldn't even imagine like um I'm not gonna talk about it but like you know what I mean I don't wanna go there but like I've heard people that I have grown up with say some of the some truly horrible things about
0: what do you think made you sort of (laughs) like did at the time like did you ever have to go through a period of sort of like unconditioning your mind or were you did you have a sense of awareness at the time you're like oh i i don't like the way
2: that this person thinks or something or like i always knew that it was just inherently wrong like why would you ever judge these people you know like and this is before i really lived in an area that was like multicultural like a lot of black and latino you know so but even then like you know, and my mom would always tell me st- stories about, she grew up in the 50s in Texas and mm-hmm. just, you know, she has this story. One time she helped a uh, black kid, um, she lifted him, you know, she was, this was when she was young, she lifted him up to drink in a water fountain and, like, she just got swarmed. Like, her, you know, people were just like, mm-hmm. what the fuck are you doing? You know, like, you can't do that. Like, so your mom had this sense so, of... She knew that was wrong, you know. Social justice, Yeah, you just, like, know certain things are just not, you're not going to do that, just like my dad, you know? Yeah. It's just, like, I and I have had an experience where, you know, God, this is really hard to talk. Like, Sorry that I keep turning around to check the computer. No, yeah, no. But, like, I did, you know, at one point, I remember it really vividly, but this is, like, when I was, like, 10 or 9 or 10, and we were out on some other area, just another ranch where my dad was working, and I had this black babysitter you know what i mean yeah she would babysit me like every day and you know she was like a great friend to me and like i honestly don't know where this came from and it's like you know but one day she was like you know like do you wanna uh like you know like how about i you know like sit in my lap or whatever you know it's fine you know what i mean Uh or like you know while i read you this story or whatever and i was just like no and she was like, "Why?" And it's because, like, like, you are black, you know. And I said that, and I, as soon as I said it, um, God, I just felt so like, why did I say that? You know what I mean? Mm. What was the reason that caused me? Because I know, like, I love this girl. Like, she's like, a, right. She's like a family friend, you know? Yeah. Um, you were steeped, you were steeped in a, in a culture of that, you know? Yeah, I just seen that, you know, I just seen that. Yeah, and I probably heard somebody say it, and I probably was just like. Oh well, you know, it it just like and I told my mom and she got like really upset and it you know, and I I I made a decision from that day forward to just never like to just not do that, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I didn't want to be that guy, you know. Right. And I've lived with I've been in conversations where everybody is like talking about race, really racist things and yeah. you just have to like tune that out cuz yeah. cuz here at USC Where you live in such a bubble, it's, like, insane. Yeah, totally. People don't really, like, in the real world, like, people are, you know, like, here, like, there's, like, a safeguard against that. There is not that in the real world in all places, especially in Texas, so.
0: And there's still, (laughs) I mean, for me, like, the most of the race, because I've I've grown up in Southern California my whole life. Yeah. The town I'm from, though, has, Huntington Beach has this weird, uh, like neo-Nazi population that's yeah. like sort of on this underbelly. Um, and it's like not really talked about. <laughs> um, yeah. And so there's this weird and Anaheim is like a big white supremacist hub. And like, so orange County has, has this weird fucking yeah racist sort of thread to through it. But it's, it's very, it, it, in my experience, it was very subterranean and it was very like, uh, Hmm. It's where like people knew or, like there were people were uh, like, Oh, I'm not racist, but, and then like, yeah, would say some racist. Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> you know, where it wasn't as overt. It was more, it was more insidious, I would say. Um, but still, still present, you know? And I definitely have had to do like some reconditioning in my mind of it just, it's like subtle cultural stuff, you know? Yeah.
2: And it's um, not, the thing is like that sometimes, like, super liberal people, which being liberal is good, and I'm a liberal, you know, but, like, in my opinion, but, like, you know, it's not really all, you know, you have a choice. You have a, you do, I believe you have a choice. Yeah. But, like, I understand how you could come to that, con- you know, like, if you're so stressed from being poor, I don't think people here really understand what that's like. But, like, imagine, Right. I have, I mean, like, rats would shit in my bed. Like Right. Rats would shit in my bed. I go to bed and I have to clean the rat shit out of my bed. Yeah. My mom is in her bed and she's grinding her teeth. Yeah. And I see it and I wake up and I see her and she's in and you can tell she's just completely lost on how what to do. And Yeah. It's just like everything has tension. Everything in yeah. life, just every interaction. You know what I mean? You yeah. can't go to the corner store like, you because know, like maybe somebody got shot there, you know, like everything. And I don't think people and it's not their fault, but people at USC don't really, they can't like, how, how could you know? Like, yeah. So like when people find ways to take that tension out and like, in, you know, the more urban environment, it was like selling drugs, you know? Um, which yeah. My brother has allegedly done, but like, you know, and in other, you know, in the wide environment, it's like being super racist, you know, <laughs> it's like, right. And, selling drugs and do you know it's the same yeah. stuff on either side it's literally yeah the same stuff you know
0: and that's the craziest part is that um like white lower class uh neighborhoods and um like black lower class neighborhoods and lower class like minorities i mean you're saying from your direct experience, I'm just saying from people that I've heard talk about it, but experience like crazy similar things and yet are pitted against each other by
2: upper class, (laughs) you know, why like country and rap to me is like so similar. It's like, you know, the the subjects are so similar. It's not necessarily delivered in a similar way, but yeah,
0: well, that's what's so sinister about, I guess like the invention of racism, like how to pit, lower class people against one another. Yeah. And that's yet they have so much in common. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Like there, it should be kumbaya, but it's so, and it's just the product of a group of people that want to keep everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And
0: fear and division.
2: Yeah. And like all that kind of stuff. So realizing that is like a you know, because in Trump's America now we're so divided. It's like insane. You know, it's like you can't even hear, uh, a Republican's point of view. You know what I mean? You don't, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with that. It's like, you know, I had to deal with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had to deal with it. I marched with Cindy Sheehan, uh, against Bush, you know, and
0: who's Cindy Sheehan.
2: Cindy Sheehan was a woman who, um, had a son. His name's Casey and he got killed in the Iraq war. And one of the many, you know, young men who died on both sides and she marched on, bush's ranch in crawford texas um and it was like kind of historic you know what i mean like Mm. um there were like cars everywhere and like cameras and al gore came and vigo mortensen and all these people and she just marched and she was like i I want an apology and i want you know justice yeah and um that was an experience too because i my mom was directly involved with her like and she was like kind of like this social leader at the time you know
0: your mom sounds incredible
2: Yeah, we can. My mom is like a whole shout out to all moms. You know what I mean? (laughs) Hey, (laughs) hey, shout out to moms. Hey, dude. Moms podcast brought to you by moms. (laughs) Yeah,
1: literally, (laughs) like literally.
2: But like, um, yeah, and that that was a crazy experience too. So I knew I had a lot of, I had a lot of help. If I didn't, I probably would have been a racist asshole too. You know what I mean? Like, but I had a lot of like, oh, this is just. This is just a this is just a flaw in people's thinking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not. At the same time, there comes a, does come a point when it's like, you know, you kind of have to defend against this stuff. You know, because it's like you kind of have have to shut it down. You know?
0: Yeah. Like, like trying to understand like oh it's a victim of circumstance like i can yeah. understand how from a certain perspective you would formulate those opinions but yeah at a certain point you got to be like uh, oh, but also it's fucking wrong and you're racist and shut up yeah
2: yeah it's <laughs> like you have you have to like stop it and that's really my biggest goal i think is to with my own music which i'm working on currently but also with this film that i'm like planning yeah
0: I'm, I'm super curious is it is it something you don't want to say publicly or is it something you can talk about
2: um yeah i guess i can like say i mean this is the kind of idea i feel like that like a lot of people aren't just not going to be like oh yeah sure like let me do that because it's like really fucking dangerous you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> you can, um what i bet that the basic thing is run a camera from beverly like bel-air to the throne of opulence through all of Los Angeles to Skid Row to South Central you know to Compton and then end on the beach and there's a lot more to it than that but and just and just show what's going on you know because you can talk about this you know what i mean and a lot of what i've figured out that what i do that like actually works cuz i've done a lot of things i was like man i should be a jazz guy like yeah jazz that's freaking cool you know well when i was a kid i my parents couldn't afford you know my my parent couldn't afford you know lessons very much and like you know i didn't i didn't have the stability to even like physically practice you know yeah which is why i got into hip-hop because one everybody was doing it and two like you don't need a lot to do it you know what i mean initially but like so that was a thing and i've gone on and like the stuff that i do that works is like these like media presentations like i did i'm doing a few like that's going to be at um probably the la natural history museum fuck yeah in uh september sometime planning that right now um and a few other have a few other things in the works but just these these presentations that are just like this is how it is you know Mm. and i score it you know yeah. And I yeah, like make yeah. the music that, that was something that took a long cause I've been done film scoring, you know? Yeah. I interned for Hans Zimmer. Um, That was a whole nother can of worms, but like, <laughs> um, but like, you know, I've done a lot of different things and just kind of finally realized like, Oh, this is like what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Very simple. Mm. But like, but it's really not about me. Like this film is like not about me. It's just about wanting to talk about something that like and show it and it just is what it is and you'll see you know you'll just see it like it's so yeah like all of these things like cole's open city great book like you know um things fall apart like all of these books all of this knowledge can just be transferred through the images because if i was like to make yeah a narrative
0: i don't don't know what these books are what are these books
2: oh open city is about um a black man who is um and he's in paris And he's, like, walking about the city, you know. And he is using this thing called flannery, which is a uh, French term that means to wander, Uh as, like, a cure for his anxiety, which I've done as well. Like, I would walk at night, you know. just Yeah, you would tell me about that. Yeah, just walk around and just look and listen to music. And it's all about how, you know, his race is viewed by these people, you know, and like how he deals with that, you know, by looking at the city. Yeah. And that's what all these experiences kind of coalesce to where I had this idea and I was walking and I was looking at Los Angeles, Los Angeles. And when you really look at it like that, um as like there are a group of people some, you know, white, black, you know, whatever, but mostly this certain, you know, black and latino they're on the south part and everything just like when I was a kid, everything has tension, you know? There are another group right. of people on the north part, Beverly Hills, Bel Air, and everything they have is just opulence and it's just excessive, you know? Right. And that's just how it is. And that is why I've been having one of the reasons why I have horrible anxiety, you know what I mean? Because mm. you expose yourself to like that when you expose yourself and it's like you see it everywhere. It's like uh, it can destroy you, you know what I mean? Mm. But I know that. So a lot of your anxiety comes from witnessing this.
0: Uh, what this th- this disparate, you know. Yeah. the disparity. Which like if
2: you're from, con- you know, if you're What's from. the word
0: I'm looking for?
2: Income inequality. Income inequality. Yeah. It's about income inequality. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> you. No Shout out. <laughs> shout out to income inequality, boys I and girls. Follow, I follow Bernie Sanders on Instagram. I watch those videos. <laughs> He can still win, you know, if, like, you know, dude, it's possible. that'd be so sick. That would be sick. I was. Re- I remember reading a Reddit post you mean, where... You mean the 2016 election? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I remember reading <laughs> a Reddit post where it's like, if somehow maybe, like, 500 people die of heart attack, you know, yeah. it's like... Yeah, those are great. Like, yeah. you know, and it's like, technically, he could still win. It's like, <laughs> you know, like, I guess so, <laughs> you know. Oh, those were the days when we thought that could happen. Yeah, and that's kind of what because i was really shocked i wasn't really shocked shocked is not because i knew that they're because i live with these people that think like this that elected trump you know i live with them and i remember one experience where i was in a period where i was more depressive and i i could do a lot of stuff i know like a lot of stuff about music i know like all this stuff about daws and like i've worked in studios but for some reason in texas this before i came here i just like was kind of at my wits end and I worked at a evangelical church as a janitor Mm -hmm. and I was just cleaning up after these, you know, all of them were Trump supporters, like, and I was cleaning up after them and I was thinking at first, like, why did I take this job? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's a job. Yeah. Well, one, it's a job. And two, it's like, I don't know. That was in some ways a healthy experience because everybody in life is just, a lot everybody's just in balance we're all just in balance you know what i mean right and we're trying to find balance and we're not gonna find it but like we're gonna and this film is not gonna you know change anything but maybe it changes one person's mind like Mm -hmm. my housemate max or maybe i shouldn't say that story because it's like basically an event where he was at where like they like threw away you know a bunch of duck, you know, just like pounds, hundreds of pounds, maybe of duck. You like know what I mean? Food, like yeah. duck food. Yeah, like at like a Hollywood kind of thing, and um, you know, that's just so simple. Like they, you know, that there are the people, there are these people. Yeah, that could like eat this. You know, dude, I
0: see it all the time at a restaurant. I was at I was at the Himalayan House the other day, and then yeah. like, these people like hardly touched their chicken tikka masala. This was like a year and a half ago when I was eating chicken, and I was as like, as you do, as you do. Um I don't I haven't eaten meat in, in a sec. Um mm-hmm. but I was eating meat back then. Um Hell yeah. and that wasn't important to the story don't <laughs> why I decided to We just
2: go off on a tangent about so how anyways, meat anyways <laughs> Yeah, so you're eating uh, chicken.
0: So I'm eating chicken in the past and uh I was just like, Can I have their food? Like you're you guys are gonna throw it away, right? And they were like, uh, Yeah. Yeah, sure. Like please like there's so much food that we have at the end of every day that we throw away yeah it's crazy
2: yeah it is crazy to everybody listening it's crazy
0: it's a lot of food it's crazy there's so much food i mean there's food that i fucking buy at the grocery store that
2: i let expire and i throw away and i feel like shit and i still do it we all do that i do that um but like you know even at usc um dining hall like that's a great example it just like all that food is like at the end of the night thrown away all the food they've cooked is just like eh. Nobody needs this. You know, it's just... Crazy. ...simple, simple... Because th- I feel like all of the issues that I've confronted, like climate change and in my own mind and that my mom works on confronting that, you know, we're producing a series of like short films, hopefully, um, about that, but like... You and your mom about climate change? Yeah, me, my mom, and my housemates, but That's we don't know... so sick. We don't know what's going to happen with that, but like these these issues... Um, you know, it, it just stems from like a lot of really basic things if you think about it, you know? Yeah. Just like, so with this film, my plan is to make it, and even that's hard. Like, um, I was in South Central the other day and let me tell you guys about South Central cause like there's a, this, you know, I, I have now met a lot of people, rappers, you know, just filmmakers and just regular people who live in South Central and Compton making this, you know, just getting research and, um, and just meeting people. And, uh, it's not all like this one thing. It's not like there's like just people running around with their pants on fire. You know what I mean? Um, it's just a lot of lower middle-class families, poor families trying to deal with, you know, the circumstances and that's, you know, how it is. But, you know in some areas like it's just pretty clear like i went to this place um researching you know um and just like seeing the area where we're going to film it it's called it's next to a place called Death Alley you know mm. which is where just hundreds of people have been shot you know in the past few years and um and it's also right next to where the 1992 riots happened you know wow and um we go and it's an auto zone and the first thing you see as there's this guy whipping a tree like with a pipe, you know, just hitting it, like obviously insane, you know, like obviously yeah. and just like screaming next to this family waiting at the bus stop and the kind of energy. And it, you feel this like, you know, I'm kind of, you know, when I lived in the kind of that, that, an area similar to that, it was like, yeah, there's a lot of tension here. It's like in this particular area, it's like, it's, 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 it's um, it's a lot, you know, and, all the cars are old, um, who that drive through this intersection, they're all driving and uh, it's pretty big, so the noise is insane. It's really loud. It sounds like a train, you know what I mean? Right. Because they're all old cars, they're not up to regulation a lot of times, they go for twenty to forty years without, you know, replacing the car. So it's really loud and there's a lot of gasoline, you smell it. Yeah. In your, you know, nostrils. You smell this gasoline and you know, and just all these little things, like even the tiniest little thing builds up to this area, you know, this thing where it's just like so oppressive, you know what I mean? It's just like, so obviously oppressive, you know? And another time I was taking pictures in South central, like scouting for locations, you know, Mm -hmm. now I've not brought a lot of people on. This is still in like the planning stages, but right. um, But like I was scouting for locations and, you know, I got pulled over by these guys and they had f- guns with them, you know, and like a car, like, um, and they were like, you know, like obviously uh, most likely, you know, like they had cars, uh, like one guy was carrying a bag of, of like a few different kinds of drugs, you know, and just like, yo, what, you know, what the fuck are you doing? Like, are you taking my picture? And they're like, are you oh, taking so my picture? Oh, so walking around with a camera. Yeah. Because if I, because ca- we're going to d- do this, you're going to have to take a really expensive camera into yeah, areas course. where you you know, you might lose that really expensive camera. Yeah. And so I'm talking to various people about how to navigate that right now. But like, yeah,
0: how did that conversation go when those guys come up to you? Yeah. Well, did they you were see the guns that they had.
2: Yeah, I, I don't really know a lot about guns, Neither but like, do I. <laughs> like I yeah, I wasn't trying to tell. They were oh, gun. What kind of guns, man? <laughs> yeah, AR-15. Oh, no. dude, specs. Dude, dude oh, nice, thick. dude. Just like in Dude, what in, were they packing? Dude, just like in Modern Warfare,
0: dude. No, but I'm curious. Like, did you like they pulled up to you in a <laughs> I just car? Started crying. No, and you uh, saw. <laughs> I just started crying. Like, did you Did you myself? see again or like? Yeah, yeah. No, they Whoa, they had it on the last. You know? I've like, never seen again.
2: in like. Oh, yeah. When I was a kid, like, guns everywhere. We had a gun, really? you know? Yeah. yeah. It's just part of Texas, too. It's like... Right. Know, I point... I Or I, I have another story, but I'll get into that later. But, like, I was, like, one point, just, like, I'm going to point a gun at somebody. You know what I mean? Right. But, like, um, yeah, I saw these guys, and they were like, you know, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, I'm from USC. That's the first thing I said, which is, like...
1: <laughs> like
2: you know what I hey, mean? Hey, I don't belong here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, hey, I'm just passing through. I've got a can't, you know, like, yeah, so I don't know. But they were like, I didn't ask you where you were from. Right. You know, and they were like, obvi- you know, serious, like, posturing. You know what I mean? Like, you, you yeah, they could, they could have fucked me up. You know, I mean, obviously, but like, they were like, what the fuck are you doing here? And I just told them, I just told them the idea that I had and all that stuff. And by the end of the conversation, they were just like here's our numbers you know like if you oh. need any help like if you need any help um just call us and you know whoa yeah that's cool as fuck That wow what an incredible moment that is yeah because you know i mean it's it's doing something to talk about it and you know at the same time i am maybe i you know this idea is still in the planning stages for everybody listening at home but like in your bed you know nice cup of coffee um or tea if you like that. Maybe it's nighttime. <laughs> but like, um, you know, I I know that this idea is like really serious and it could um, be abused. In because this is, I'm getting access to communities that normally don't. Like give you, you know what I mean. Like you can't just like walk in like I'm a UST filmmaker and they're like, oh sure, yeah, you know right. what I mean. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know, so they're they're letting you in. They're being vulnerable.
2: Yeah, I'm like, um.
0: So you feel like a sense of responsibility to tell a story accurately, yeah, a holistic,
2: accurate story, right? And Not like a self serving one. You know, Malcolm or... X has this thing where, he, like, I remember talking about the white liberal. You know, um, Malcolm X had like a few. You know, he was like in terms of, like, he was definitely on the side at one point, you know, the Muslim Brotherhood and all that, where it's, like, white people are basically the devil, you know, Um, which may or may not be true, but, you know, he was talking about the white liberal in this, I remember this interview, and he was talking about how he's, this pattern of white people getting involved in minority causes for the reason of benefiting from them. So he's, like, at least a Republican... Is like, they're like a wolf, you know? You see that? You know where you stand. And he's like, I'm going to eat you, you know? Right. But the white liberal can be like a fox and, you know, dress, wear the sheep's clothing and get in and then attack, you know what I mean? Mm. And that's like, really, if I was making this film for anybody, it would definitely be white liberals, you know? Right. Because Republicans are, I mean, people will see this and they'll be shocked either way. But like you know, Republicans kind of already know where they stand on a lot of stuff. Yeah. But white liberals can talk about doing good and going into the community and, like, microaggression and, you know, all this stuff. And then, like, they don't actually do anything about it, you know? Right. Or maybe unconsciously
0: perpetuate
2: harmful ideologies. Yeah. And it's even more, it's just like, I And one of the things that inspired this film was I was taking an African diaspora class because I produce, you know, hip-hop and R&B and I've been doing it for a long time. And, uh, you know, I wanted to learn more because you don't get that education um, in, you know, Thornton, really. Um, yeah. Uh, so, like, you know, and that's one of the things we were talking about is music. But he was talking and he said, you know, he posed a question, um, how... What was it? A teacher? Uh, Yeah. uh, No, it was a guest speaker. But he was Mm -hmm. like talking about like today all these problems that are facing African-Americans in this country. And just, you know, and he posed this question. So do you think have things gotten better, you know, for black people, you know, in America? And this lady raised her hand, this white girl, and she's like. Um, that he opposed this to the class, yeah, and then this white girl raises her hand, and mm-hmm. this is, know, and this is a black guy,
0: yeah, yeah. This is an this African question. diaspora
2: class, and the, like, but the guest speaker was African American, yeah, yeah. Asking the question, I yeah, think. like, has have things gotten better? Um, and she was like, she just said this thing like, well, you know, I think we've moved on to more like uh, things like gay and trans issues, and you know, women's rights, and the kind of finer trappings of social justice, and you know, and that and that's what she said, and that and like, and it's n- nothing wrong in this girl, but like, um, walk two miles south, okay, right, and tell me that like things are fine, you know, <laughs> right. Walk, like, do yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like, like we need to. There's just like a certain amount of debt that we. And it's not even about that Americans have accrued from this, you know, population that we kind of, I mean, there's no way around it. We like enslaved them, you know, and that's happened before in the past. Yes. And all this kind of stuff, but it's just fundamentally like we have a responsibility, you know, and, um, you know, to not give up on people, you know, who are struggling because, you know, now because of, and that's what kind of this class went into too. It's a really good class. I would recommend it if you're going to USC. Uh, but it went into all the factors of how this present situation that we have happened. And there is a lot of like, but I'm not saying like, it's all bad, you know, or like, I'm not trying to say any one way that like, you know, black people are just like, ah, they're all, you know, like there is a lot of growth happening, but that is a lot of self-generated growth. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. Like, their own communities, like, getting together. And, you know, I think with Trump as president now, we just have all of us, like, a kind of duty almost to just try and just do something. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Just not like like I'm giving you charity because you're, like, this and that. And you're... Because I didn't... When I was poor, you know, I didn't want that either. We didn't want charity, you know? We just wanted, you know... like
0: the tools and resources to tools to- yeah it's
2: like because and the other side beverly hills which is the other part of this thing is you know they're dealing with a lot of they don't know it as well but like oppression and too you know they're they're oppressed by things and items mm. and right. pleasure and like endless you know Pleasure-seeking and...
0: And the bears, the wild bears that run around And the wild
2: bears, of course. Who could forget Ooh. about the bears? They
0: are oppressive, those bears.
2: You run know, around. the bears, wolves, tigers, What's llamas. I don't
0: know if you go to Bel Air. It's just wild animals running around. <laughs> yeah, <it's> just <laughs> killing people. <laughs> it's just like but it it is like, sorry to interrupt An extremely serious. Yeah, no,
2: this is like very serious. I didn't know I was going to get into this. No, I appreciate it. I'm apologizing for my dumb bear joke. No, no, it's, it's good because this like, I'm sorry, anybody, I didn't know. I thought I was just going to be like, you're
0: speaking the truth. I love it. I appreciate it. And this is, this is fascinating to me. And I assume so for people listening.
2: Um, but you know, people deal with oppression on every front. Like, Right. On all, unless you're a psychopath and then you're just, you know, kind of like this like hollow shell that's just like living. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like everybody deals with it. So it's just like one side is not being readily, and not everybody on that side is being given the tools that they need. Right. And me, I was lucky enough. So, you know, my life story, like I was lucky enough when I was young, like, My mom got a job at an electrical engineering place and at UNT, uh, which University of North Texas, shout out, shout out, of course, one of my sponsors and um, shout out to moms, shout out to moms again. But like she would take me and we couldn't afford daycare. She was just just like, you know, all right, there's this kid. Um, He's going to stay up here at this institution, you know, 12 years old. And at first they put me in like the supply closet. Really? <laughs> yeah, because they didn't. They're like, you know, they're like, like all day. Yeah, and I would just like get Whoa. calculus books and like pretend I knew what I was fucking talking about, you know. And like all of a sudden, like I'm an engineer, you know. And like, um, so you'd
0: sit in a supply closet all day and read math textbooks. Yes.
2: <laughs> Whoa, that's wild. <laughs> that's so crazy. But like, yeah, and like, and then they were like, all right, there's I small child in a supply closet and it's not like i was just stuck in there like i would walk around and be around the university and like see like shit you know this is a cool life like and then they gave me a graduate student's office that had left so i had my own office when i was like 12 Whoa, and i remember just sitting cool. in the office and just like what am i gonna do like this is my first day <laughs> in this office um i have a laptop now my mom is letting me borrow a laptop um that somebody gave her um And I just watched porn. I was going to say. (laughs) 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 say. You're
0: 12 and you have a laptop in a private room.
2: Yeah, I watched porn. (laughs) And man, I went in. Upgrade from the supply closet. Yeah. That's actually how I got into indie films. Like film has been such a big thing in my life that's like kept me.
0: Porn is how you got into indie films?
2: Well, like the IFC, you know, you don't have, we didn't have like a lot of internet and computer time. Computer time. When I was a kid, you know, all the time in the country part of things, and I was just like, you know, obviously, like I'm a kid and like wanting to take out all this frustration in life, you know, and like you go to the IFC, and maybe in one of those beautiful independent films, you'll see, you know, some boobies or something. (laughs) (laughs) So So it was the hunt for naked women that
0: led you to, of course, art. Yeah.
2: So I would just like sit there (laughs) and watch these like amazing films and just be like, damn, this is really good. And then with, you know, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) aforementioned, you know, get, get it all out of my system. And when you're like, you know, nine or 10, when I was like discovering, you know, that age, it's like, you know, like you don't even really jack off. You just kind of like sit there and just like, just suffer. You know what I mean? Like there's a Louis C.K. I I don't know what you mean. But like. You know, it was just rest like a peace. way... Rest in peace, Louis yeah, C.K. Louis C.K. Shit. That um, freaking guy. I don't know. Let's not get into that. But, like... like I just feel the need to say rest in peace. Yeah. Good. But, like, yeah, I... It was just, like, taking out tension. And, you know, everybody in who has gone through extreme poverty has a lot of tension. Right. And they take it out in different ways. Like, I remember reading this story about... Um, these guys in detroit you know and they're like in a really tough neighborhood and there's a lot of gangbanging going on so they decided to use paintball guns instead of real guns and it's like you know i might be like well why would you shoot each other with paintball guns you know like why don't you just like you know go to starbucks or like you know get a nice latte and you know well it's like taking out this tension that you have you know uh, who just, are these
0: guys that you're talking to
2: huh who, uh these
0: uh, guys using paintball guns
2: Oh no, they're they're in tribe and actually, I just saw like. Oh, a you heard a story about yeah. it. Yeah, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but like they they like, and like, you know, it's reg- like it's it's completely replaced this other side of th- things, you know, where people are dying, you know, mm. and of obviously the police department wants to uh, stop that uh, as they want to do anything that happens that's like you know, what I mean they're just like because they're afraid that like well, our officer might see a gun and he'll just start shooting. You know, and it's like, well, maybe you should fucking train the officer to like <laughs> know the difference between a paintball gun and like an AK-47. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, yeah.
0: So there's a community that has started using paintball guns to yeah express their differences as opposed to real guns?
2: Yeah, and like... Whoa, that's sick. Yeah, and the houses are like covered in like paint and it's like... But it's like, you know, people might not understand that, but I can understand the the motivations behind that you know like yeah when I was a like my brother you know for a point in his life was pretty violent guy you know what I mean like pretty he would bend nails you know uh-huh. he would take nails and bend them and like he would like work out like insane and just like strength and like it's like lone shark and all kinds of pretty seedy stuff like Is your brother uh, yeah like the big old guy and like you know that was just him taking out that tension of like that you get right for me. It's art, you know?
0: Yeah. When did that, when did that start? (laughs) (laughs) It's independent films. (laughs) (laughs) When did, uh, when did you start playing instruments?
2: Um, when I was four, I asked for a guitar and, um, my mom was like, okay, here's a guitar and I got lessons and then I was like all right uh the, the you know the problem with me like learning instruments is when I was a kid cuz I did that for like a year or so with guitar and was got real good like as as good as like a 4-year-old can which is not very good. Uh 4-year-olds suck. <laughs> if any 4-year-old is listening to this dude, fuck you. Yeah, get it together, man. Get your, <laughs> get sh- shit, your together.
1: shit together. shit 4-year-olds.
2: <laughs> Shout out to all 4-year-olds though. But like um yeah so I would play the guitar, but my teacher was crappy, and he'd like make us feel bad and you know, in this like backwards Terrible. ass like town of Decatur, you know, where we'd had to drive like thirty forty minutes to just get a guitar lesson and so then I was like, all right, I'm just gonna go do my own thing and then later, violin, the same story, like you know like or they they like moved on and there were no other violin teachers couldn't get violin lessons in this country and then this country area and then um you know guitar uh drums i got drum lessons for a while so i got like a pretty wide range of like yeah you can do things and then i really when i really started getting serious was like 13 like guitar that's when we were a little bit more in a stable situation and you know i'd been going up to the university where i had a desk and um very proud of that and yeah, I got with this guy Eric Keys, who teaches um, guitar still at North Texas. You know, solid guy. And he taught me guitar and how to take my tension out, and I freaking shredded, bro! Like I was like all into like the, you know, Eddie Van Halen, like Randy Rhodes. Just that's what a thirteen-year-old kid is gonna do oh, most yeah. of the time. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You know, you're just gonna like how I fast? If,
0: I wonder if they do that anymore.
2: Thirteen-year-old kids?
0: You think thirteen-year-old kids still like guitar shredding?
2: um i really don't know yeah i don't know that many 13 year old kids come to think of it <laughs> like
0: I, let me tell you i know a lot
2: <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you
0: <laughs> talk to them every day <laughs> you know <laughs> it's a new podcast i'm starting where I talk to 13-year-olds. talk to 13 year olds about uh guitar
2: you know 13 year olds not 14 year olds that's like
0: nope get the fuck out of here i don't give a shit
2: 12 year olds you don't have enough experience shut up but 13 year olds man get them in here i want to hear about guitar
0: but you're a you're a film score guy and like a composition guy like how did that yeah so basically formal side come into things yeah
2: so then at that same age listening to a lot of dark music heavy metal hip-hop i got into that and you know hip hop has kind of stayed with me as like the thing that i like listen to the most which is ironic cuz mm. i studied composition here but like which is not hip hop if you've thought about classical composition and then <laughs> but it really is like but like it's all related but so i got into guitar and freaking shredding bro and like playing all this stuff yeah and at one and then like you know you keep staying in this graduate office with these engineers eventually you want to do engineering um uh, So I was like given a choice between high school and then just saying I'm basically homeschool and getting a notary and then going to a community college. So I went like community college and I got in when I was 15. Take a second to realize that, idiots. All right. 15. I was out there. I was out there flexing on the haters. Um, (laughs) uh, And I realized when I was 15 going to a community college that I was truly out here. Um, but like, oh, my God, I hate when people say like white guys. We were we were really out here, fam. It's like, dude, you're not out here. You know, like, you're not. Like, you just have to accept that. Like, I'm sorry. But, you know, it's like Kendrick Lamar and that girl recently. Just did you hear about that? No,
0: no. What happened with Kendrick Lamar? And she that girl? brought,
2: the, like, the most white, like, Amanda Rome West, you know, uh, like, prequel to, like, the stage, you know, just like the prequel of Amanda Rome West you know or just like this like and he got her on the stage and she was like all right we're gonna sing uh mad city and she said like the n-word like multiple times and he stopped he's just like and it's just like dude like (laughs) yeah like you know that's like a thing that's you know they want to you know, people want to be a part of something cool you know or they think is cool but really like wait kendrick lamar brought
0: a girl on stage
2: yeah dude it's a youtube video it's like And she's just saying it, dude. She's just letting it hang out, man. You know? Like, the N-word, you know? Um,
0: And then he's like, he can't say that? Yeah,
2: he's just like, "Uh, I'm gonna let you go on, but we gotta edit one word. And she's like, yo, am I... It's like, lady, dude. And they have
0: this conversation on the stage?
2: Yeah, and everybody's booing her and it's like, dude, you're from like... I mean, like... I don't know. You probably shouldn't just say that. you know? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. But like... I i got off track but basically started doing engineering studied that three years or so that shit sucked um what kind of engineering electrical the worst (laughs) the worst kind of engineering you could do is electrical if any electrical engineers listening to this, I apologize. If I'm any four year old electrical engineers are listening, fuck you. Yeah, dude. Seriously. Watch IFC more, all right? It's gonna <laughs> calm you down. You're gonna get a lot of tension out of your body. But like yeah, and that that point I was that's when it got bad. That's when the depression hit and it got bad. Was it
0: the first time that depression kinda came into your life?
2: No, I was like a I was an extremely troubled kid. Um but you know, that's when it started like spiraling out of control and I just was like, All right, this is
0: How did it manifest itself, if you don't mind me asking? Um as one depressed person to
2: another. Yeah, of course. Well just like extreme self-hate, just like staying up at all hours of the night, I had to sleep with the light on all the time. Like right. I would have I would go to bed and have like night terrors, you know. I would have yeah. sleep paralysis, um, where, you know, like a creature comes and you know, tries to kill you, you know, because wow. you're, you're, you're like projecting like all these anxiety, like you're stuck between sleep, sleeplessness and wakefulness. And you're like projecting all this anxiety and depression about your life into the real world. Very scary stuff. Um, You know, and I got into like demonology because of that, you know, because it happened around the same time I saw paranormal activity. And I was like, what's demonology? Well, it's just the ology of demons, bro. (laughs) Like, (laughs) seriously, get it together. (laughs) Everything has an ology, you know what I mean? So do demons. Wow, I just got schooled. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry I had to do that to you.
0: No, that was the greatest answer. Of course
2: it's the ology of demons. I'm dumb as fuck. No, it's just like studying demons and like those ball. So you started studying demons
0: as a result of having these. uh, Yeah,
2: because you see like demonic figures, you know. Right. They're like projections of your mind. Um, maybe, but like, yeah, you know, you see it. And so that was a problem. I didn't have a lot of friends during this time. Yeah. Wasn't just doing the bare minimum in school. Um, that went to like, I was about 18 and I basically got my electrical engineering associates and I was like, okay, I can either go on and like be done with electrical engineering by the time I'm like 22 or 20, yeah. you know, or not 20 to like 20. You know what I mean? Um, and then i was like all right this is uh not good started doing music more anyway just like scoring things and like getting into like film scoring as a world you know Uh as an escape and um had been getting into that in classical music how
0: like through your own just sort of discoveries
2: Just, just yeah just my own discoveries with a laptop just like looking at just dark music and classical postmodern kind of ex- expressionist music is very dark. You know, it's very atonal. It's very jagged. And I felt like that. So I listened to that kind of stuff. Right. And, um, I remember this lady, Carla saw a piano thing that I was playing, you know, on the internet. Uh, my mom was posting these videos of me playing piano. And cause I was also like teaching myself piano at that time. But, and she was like, Look, you can do this. You can go to USC. Like, you can go anywhere you want. You have a lot of talent. And, um, nobody, had, people had told me that before, but just because when I was a kid and all these experiences, like, you know, I would, I would just not believe it or, you know, I was just, right. you know, but, um, and then just that just started like, oh, I can actually get better. You know what yeah. I mean? I can make a little change every single day. And yeah, <laughs> you know just like angelic music starts playing but like um yeah i can get better and i did and you know i started bettering my and just learning all this classical repertoire like super fast not even really liking it just learning it you know what i mean right because it was something i had a job you know and it was to learn that and this little shitty community college um well it wasn't like It was like a mixture of a bunch of things, but like this community college just started working my ass off and, you know, yeah, just like got a good kind of looking portfolio and transferred to USC, did a bunch of different explorations, went to the NYU ASCAP film scoring thing, Um, got my music played by the New York Phil kids, all right? Really? Yeah. Well That's everybody everybody in film scoring does there's like literally like this like step-by-step process to like assist a film composer you know and um you know i was going through that and like enjoying that and came here um so that like skips a lot of stuff obviously but came here and then was exposed to all these it's just insane you know you see it's just like an insane environment you know Mm -hmm. um like amazing jazz players and amazing all this and amazing that. And it's all perfect. And like, you know, perfect kind of like music and perfect people. And supposedly, but like, you know, and that was at that, at that point when I first got here, I was kind of lost, you know, as to what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. you know, cause I didn't think it was strictly like composition. I didn't think I, you know, and, through a ex- series of experiences, just seeing what I could do, kind of wean myself out of composition. And now what I do and what I make with new faces, which is a thing that you were on. Yeah. Or this film.
0: Thanks for having me on that.
2: Uh, no problem. All right. I still owe you $10. So. I don't think that you do. <laughs> I don't think that so, that's the true. The revenue is like so small. But like, you know. It's fine. From all this stuff, like, and just slowly coming into the kind of music that i actually want to be writing which is not a particular like it's not it's it's from my own experiences you know yeah and it's not necessarily like film scoring it's not like it's combining film scoring and like you know hip-hop or anything like that or like you know it's just this place this way of thinking you know that's like expressing itself in the music that happens to you know, I have like it's either like really maximalist, kind of huge, like like these gigantic synths going on, or or like really rhythmic and you know, uh huh. But and all these lines, but yeah, so that that yeah, that's kind of where I am right now is yeah, just making this a huge project work. Still have like some unpaid internship, you know what I mean? But like doing that too, yeah. Because it is a process. Like, music has become kind of like this process because there's too many people now, you know? Oh, yeah. It's just obvious, like, there's way too many fucking people. All these four-year-olds? Yeah, all these four-year-olds so, with their guitars, dude. So dumb. I just live to put them down. Because, you know, eventually they're going to be competition. And that's how I look at it. I'm like, kid, you need to start watching IFC. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> no, it's like there's it's there's obviously oversaturation just in every here at USC and, like, Elk Cliff, you know? ghetto in dallas you know that shout out to oak cliff but like everywhere is an oversaturation of music you know and it's what's become is there's like these people who have made it who came at the right time who have this long line of like steps that you can kind of go to eventually make it you know what i mean like you assist you do a bunch of film internships for unpaid no no pay no pay dude but like you know and i'm sure it's like that with you know being a singer songwriter too you know yeah. Like, sorry. Now I'm no, uh, now I'm stopping. No, <laughs> no,
0: no, 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 no. It definitely is. Like I was just I was taking a second to think about comparing our two worlds. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's definitely not a lot of money necessarily being thrown at me right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe being dangled on a long fish hook, you know? But yeah. I mean, uh, yeah.
0: It it seems to me uh, it's a little elusive. Like I know people that do it. <laughs> you know, I know people that make. A living writing, uh, or, or, and, and, or producing music, you know, um, or in touring and things. And so, yeah, but it does seem at this point and I've just graduated and I'm sort of staring into the void and being like, how does, what, <laughs> <laughs> how does this
2: work exactly? You yeah, know, I'm like,
0: okay, I'm, I guess I think, I think I can do it. I don't know. <laughs> you know.
2: Just like, there
0: were a lot of people aggressively cheering me on for a while and that just stopped.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, that's, you know. It's like what happens in any environment, you know, it's especially college, especially USC. Yeah. Hate to break it to you, but USC is pretty freaking sheltered, you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Like what? <laughs> what? what? Bro. What? Dude I'm gonna freaking spit out my thirty dollar <laughs> mocha latte that I got from one of the many Starbucks' here. You know, it's like yeah. Starbucks, Starbucks's Starbucks I.
0: I'm excited to move on to a new adventure though. Um Yeah. You know?
2: yeah like, it is a new adventure you know
0: yeah like i definitely met wonderful people here and things like that but yeah it's definitely like a d- little you know corner of the universe that i'm like all right i, I saw this time to see something else
2: <laughs> yeah yeah you know anything you know yeah yeah you know make go to a wool shop and make spindle some great rugs yeah with wool yeah just like siddhartha you know is that what he did you spindle no. is it wood no. spindler? no no i didn't know shit dude <laughs> freaking amateur rowing people across a river you know
0: yeah so you said when when you first came into my home um you you were talking about anxiety um and yeah so i'm curious how, do th- how does that manifest itself in your life these days
2: well when i was a kid like one thing that my dad would do that was like you know pretty dysfunctional is he would lie all the time right everything was kind of a lie like you're kind of lying to yourself even when you're addicted to something you of know? course yeah it's like a lie and I unfortunately unha- inhabited that space you know what I mean like for a long time when I was a kid especially when things started I would always have a problem with lying you know most right. people get that out of the way pretty early because it's like oh this is like clearly wrong I would keep doing it and it's a form of like self hate you know what I mean mm. um, and dealing with anxiety so, for instance, it's like, oh, I can't get this. I can't, like, do this. I can't do that. It's, like, all falling apart. Uh, oh, I'll just lie, you know. And right. then it's, like, I can pretend, like, things are better for a while. And then it gets better. That, not a great long-term strategy. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. Lying? Uh, yeah. And, you know. Who are you lying to? Like, what are the, What are the stakes just like everything, lies? like, Like, just, like, small, like lies about my own personal like, like oh i got a freaking like, girlfriend I'm 22 like i'm 23 you know what i mean like right. like you know and it's not to hurt anybody it was never to hurt but it was just like stupid you know it's like why right i'm, I'm fine like i have things in my life now that i have built up that i can look past as, those are successes i've been successful right you know as a i've come from something that is like you know, you feel like you can never get out of it. And I've gotten out of it. Yeah. You know, you know, but like, so I don't need to lie, but, but you felt like you did for a while. Yeah. I felt like I did for a long time, you know, even when I got here, like, but like that is not where the anxiety comes from. The anxiety is just a constant thing. Yeah. And it's not really medical. It's just like, I feel like anybody who's making like big ideas and trying to get them done. You know, I felt like before this, like in, you know, early, late May, I was like, when I first had this idea for this film, I was just like, everything's connecting and it all is unity and everything. I'm going crazy. And like, it's like, I'm great. I'm going to, you know, like, and like, and then you crash down and you see like, okay, that's, you know, this is going to be a lot of work. It's going to be really hard. And then you get extreme anxiety, you know? And and it's like this fluctuation. I don't think it's because it's because of, Uh, It's not because the other side of the coin where you're just depressed and you don't know why, you know? Right. And, like, that is a thing, too. And being bipolar is a thing. But for me, it's more I have reasons that I act this way and I'm depressed, you know, Mm -hmm. when I was a kid. And it's because of my behavior, because of my parents' behavior, because of their parents' behavior. It's this long, like, thing, you know. Um, Like, I come from... Uh, farmers, you know, and like salt of the earth, like Irish people, you know, <laughs> like like just ah up in the morning, you know, like uh, I come from like for a long time, very poor people, you know, it's a lot of stress. So, right. however, I get that out, it's just like it is what it is. Mm. You know? So yeah, yeah, that was Hell a long, yeah. that's my life story, bro, uh, dude. I appreciate <laughs> you sharing it it's my life story bro it's fascinating stuff
0: and definitely like very beautiful perspectives on the world and I appreciate you uh, thank you fucking being honest and sharing dude yeah thanks for sharing I don't know what you
2: normally talk about on these things like a podcast talk about I watch Joe Rogan a lot yeah I used to
0: same that was the first podcast I got into or second podcast
2: yeah and I guess we should talk about like animals watch the planet earth
0: yeah let's talk about uh, let's, let's see let's talk about some Joe Rogan stuff. we'll talk about Bigfoot
2: Bigfoot, of course, dude. He's Newtropics. real. Maybe.
0: Uh, let's see what else. Muay
2: Thai. Muay Thai. <laughs> dude, I, I kicked this back last week, and uh, man, I could really just feel it cracking. And I could, you know, have all like, this frozen deer meat. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Rogan was like what got me into podcasts. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great podcast.
0: I haven't listened to it in a long time, but definitely like.
2: Yeah. He he kind of got on this like like Trump kind of say he doesn't believe in it but he's just like veering off into that section of like oh this is fun to explore you know
0: what were you talking about trump or is is well
2: having like a lot of like you know like um people on like to debate you whatever that freaking guy andy milanakis yeah no um fuck andy milanakis all right (laughs)
0: vicious
2: (laughs) andy milanakis if you listen to this Fuck you. Fuck right. you, man. Dude, fuck off.
0: Man. Dude, we're taking them all down today. They're real enemies.
2: No, Milo Yakanakapis. I, d- I cannot confirm
0: or deny this name because I have zero frame just of reference this right-wing, for it. Right wing, you know, like people that are okay. just on the thing. This... So he's he's really debating right wingers.
2: No, he's just like kind of like, like having them on and it's just like, I don't know. I don't really want to listen to that a whole lot. You know what I mean? Right. Because like you do have to hear the other side. But when the other side is like so obviously like stupid, it's just like right, cool, dude, nice, hey, nice. yeah, good yeah. looking out.
0: I he's cool though that he goes there though and he tries to um, challenge. I feel like his own ideas a lot, which is cool. Um, yeah.
2: How did we meet? I was at your concert for Nova Darlings, and um, I was dancing super hard and you gave me like a some fruit and I was or veggies?
0: Yeah, that's where I think it was a vegetable show.
2: Uh, yeah, and I was just like, "Damn, dude. I think I uh, gave you a beat. Yeah, you gave me a beat. and that's what started it, me making beats. Was that's what I was, <laughs> I was like it No, I um Yeah, and I was just like, "No, oh, this this guy's pretty cool, you know?" And uh then, you know, uh kind of like interacting with each other and then I helped you move, I think. I think and I helped you move. You helped me move. Yeah, we helped each other move. That was. Did you help s- me move? Oh, you did help me move. Yeah, and then I
0: forget who helped him move first, but we moved each you, other. You you
2: helped me mo- move, and then I helped you move, and I was like, "Damn, this guy, you know, he can hold a conversation. Good."
0: No, and then uh, I think you came to a couple like live podcast things I had in my apartment. Yeah, with Curtis. I yeah, that one, and then. I think you were you were also did you come to the the meditation group thing that yeah, I was trying to do? Yeah, I came to, to the ah oh,
2: it's all coming back. Oh shit. I came to the meditation thing that I did for like 3 days. <laughs> three, <laughs> like 3 weeks. Yeah, 3 weeks and then No, that was cool for a sec. No, it was, it was cool. It's like me as a composition major, I don't um like me, you know, it's like at first I felt kind of cuz I was like, oh shit, I should have been doing the pop and jazz thing. Couldn't have gotten a scholarship probably to do that. I have a scholarship. I'm thankful for that. But, like, you know, it's, like, there's kind of, like, this isolation sometimes, you know? Yeah. And that. But, like, that was a really good thing, you know?
0: Yeah. Fuck yeah.
2: Yeah. And uh, now I'm producing for a few different people in different cities and, you know, just uh, living life.
0: Woo! Adam, thanks a million, man. Hell yeah. Happy sad talk thing. High five. Dude, hell yeah. And that, my friends, is the show. Uh, if you want to check more of Adam out and see what he's up to, uh, make sure to check out his artist project, New Faces. I, I was uh, lucky enough to feature on a song. Um, this is that song. I'm going to play it, and that's how we'll end. It's called You Can Get It, and uh, you can hear me uh, in the background of the bridge kind of, you know, with some vocaly stuff. Um, yeah. Enjoy the song. Enjoy your life. You did it. Hooray!